And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV series. Today we're going to talk about The NeverEnding Story, which is a movie that came out in 1985, but before that it was a book published in 1979 by Michael End. I loved this movie when I was a kid. It was one of my favorites and I actually just watched it recently with my daughter. Um, and I read the I read the book as well. I read it in high school, but but my recollection is not as good <laughs> as um, you know, I know the movie in and out, but um, you're gonna have to remind me on some of the finer points of the book. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I, so I watched the movie as a kid as well and I loved it. Uh, and then I didn't read the book until much later. I think I was in my early 20s, maybe. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was very impactful uh, when, I, when I read it as, you know, being older. Um, very beautiful. <clears throat> so it's one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I kind of feel like it's like the tale of tales because it's got so many, so many tropes and so many um, just like classic um fairy tale or fantasy elements um and it's really meaningful it's really symbolic yeah and it's interesting uh to note that the movie uh, is only about the first third not even not even the first half but only like the first third or so of the book so the if you loved the movie yeah the, <laughs> read the book because there's so many more adventures uh, in there and although there's a second movie which does cover the second half of the book, it's terrible. So yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend yeah, that good. at all. I recommend reading. <laughs> if you want to know the second half of the story, yeah, read it's the very book. loosely, watch the yeah, movie. very loosely yeah. based on yeah the second half. <laughs> they have some some characters and some names, but yeah, the it's very different. And then the third, yeah, the third movie <laughs> has, has not to yeah anything. totally nothing to do with anything. <laughs> So, so sometimes I don't, I'm like, the the movie that should not be named, like, it's not, <laughs> not in there. Yeah, yeah. we're just gonna, you know, pretend it and the And the just, second, just yeah, the second movie first... was cool because it had Jonathan Brandis in it. I don't know if you remember him from Sequest. I used to watch that show. But yeah, Jonathan Brandis was like the heartthrob of the time. <laughs> yeah, I do, I did, I didn't watch the show, but I do remember so, him being a heartthrob yeah. at that time. So that, so that was the cool part of, of that movie, but yeah, but the first movie is is beautiful, um, but yeah, apparently Michael End, the the author, he wasn't he wasn't too pleased with the movie um, because the uh, you know a lot had to be taken out and the and of course again the movie was just a, a, a portion of the book, and so I get that has to be hard for an author you know when you know you get excited you're like yeah my book's being made into a movie and then. It's so it's always so hard to adapt, you know, book to film. I know it must be hard to like you know have something so close to you and something that you're so you know passionate about and it's not yeah. translated <laughs> the way you hoped it yeah. would be. <laughs> but you know, although he wasn't pleased with it, and I mean, those are pretty good reasons, you know, because um, since it only covered part of the book, it really didn't get the whole mm -hmm. meaning. But I still thought yeah. it was a great movie. Yeah, and right, even watching it now, like watching it as a kid, so many things are cool when we were a kid. We're like, wow, the effects and stuff. But even, but we were talking before, yeah, even um, watching it now as grown-ups, it's still, 
Yeah, it's a good classic. Like you, you said it was, you know, use the term classic. I think I agree. Yeah, it's because it's still I think it's really wonderfully directed. And and I think the costumes and makeup and, you know, it's it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's some sweet special effects. That's <laughs> well, the, for yeah, sure. the flying scenes that went Atreyu on Falco with the green screen, and the, yeah, that's. <laughs> but you know, it's it's the best that could be yeah. expected from 1985. But... No, I, I I enjoyed that. But no, and I mean, I I usually I can't take movies with child actors usually, yeah. <laughs> and not that, like these actors were fantastic. I mean, they were still definitely child actors, but I I still think the story was able to be. Mm-hmm conveyed yeah. well yeah and apparently at the time uh, 1985 that was the largest um, movie production outside of the u.s so that was the first yeah the first movie production that was that big had that big, big of a budget yeah oh interesting yeah. and Very also cool. also to know um, some people might be familiar with wolfgang peterson as a director and that was his first english debut so the movie was produced in in west germany um and so that was wolfgang peterson's like uh, first english movie that he directed yeah that's interesting that it was filmed i didn't know it was filmed in germany which would you know make sense since the book is german but you know with american and Mm -hmm. english english speaking actors yeah yeah. it's interesting yeah that they would have i guess it's so that it, it could reach a wider audience yeah. Um, so yeah, so Wolfgang Peterson, he also did Air Force One and Perfect Storm okay. and Poseidon. So those were one ones that I'm familiar with. But yeah, Outbreak in the Line of Fire. Yeah. Great. Well. So, yeah. Um. Okay. I guess we can talk through the movie and um. I guess specifically some of the food mentions. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's bring yeah. it back to reality yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there weren't like a whole lot, but there were some. Um, in, in, in fact, some pretty memorable mm-hmm. ones, I guess. You know, like, especially, I, I think, like, the most memorable <laughs> one for me is when, you know, Bastion eats his lunch at the same time a tray he's eating in the book. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, just ha- yeah. half his sandwich, he needed to save some for later. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got his apple later and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he's got his his rations. Uh, you know the the opening scene of the movie is well after Bastion wakes up is he goes downstairs for breakfast and his dad's there and while they're talking Bastion's telling him that he you know dreamt about his mother who had passed away and um anyway and the dad's listening but he's in the background blending up something <laughs> and it's if you watch him it's he puts in like a cup of orange juice into the blender and he cracks an egg in and then he blends it up pours it in a cup and that's his yeah his 80s power breakfast of champions drink yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i don't know why he needs this he looks yeah. like an accountant but <laughs> yeah oh and he helps bastion open a jelly yeah. jar too i think yeah and bastion never yeah bastion's like buttering some untoasted bread but he and then yeah the jelly jar but he never eats anything <laughs> he never eats anything so i don't know if he got his breakfast that's why he was so hungry uh, up in the <laughs> up in the attic yeah but it's it's n- not food related but um the the dad says that um i guess he had been bastion had been drawing horses in the margins of his schoolwork. Like, i guess the teachers told bastion's dad about that 
And Bastion's like, they're not horses, they're unicorns. They're unicorns. <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> I love that. That pretty much sums up, on like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unicorns, they're unicorns. In fact, I, I think I, like, tweeted that as I was really? watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, because that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. I feel like it just, like, it sums up the kind of kid yeah. Bastion is. Like, he's a dreamer, doesn't care about math class. But his you know, like, he, he's, he's got, yeah. like, eight, yeah like, he's like so oh, wistful Dad, he's like, right. like yeah yeah <laughs> but it's almost like he's thinking yeah. about the unicorns oh, right then yeah. he's like you just brought me back into my math class daydream yeah. unicorns <laughs> would be so much yeah. better than this right now <laughs> what's happening right now yeah. yeah then this horrible sad conversation he's having <laughs> yeah and then the next um well once bastion gets the the book the never-ending story and he's up in in the school attic um, and he starts reading the book. We're introduced to the rock biter. Right. Yes, and he eats some <laughs> delicious gourmet rocks. Yeah. In fact, I think most most of the food descriptions in this movie, at least, are about the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like a couple times he's he talks about them. Yeah. Yeah, he speaks about them like a fine wine. Like I'm. Yeah, a delicious-looking limestone rock. Mm-hmm. I wrote down what he had said. Um, nice bouquet. Must be a real vintage. Yeah. <laughs> and later he eats, like, something limestone with a dash of quartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very sad because, you know, where he comes from, he used to eat the most delicious rocks, and the whole place has been swallowed up by the nothing. Mm-hmm. So, rocks and all. Yeah, and it's funny when he's... Because he's so huge, and then when he's, you know, chomping on the limestone... The like the crumbs are rain, raining down on the his campfire friends the the other messengers that are there with him in the beginning of the yeah movie. so they're yes. dodging <laughs> huge rock he's crumbs, a messy so yeah. a, mess, a messy slash dangerous eater yeah yeah but I mean I guess I don't know is that like cannibalism <laughs> I know right what's going on <laughs> let's let's not think about that. Let's see. And I guess there was only one other um, mention, I think, in the movie, which is um, when when Bastion gets to Indywook, who's the little, what, what is he, like a gnome or yeah, something? Yeah, gnomes. And his, yeah. yeah, and his wife, who I can't Urgle, look at. Yeah. What is her name? Urgle. Urgle. Yeah. But, but whenever I see her, I just think, company, company, company. I know. Well, it was <laughs> around the same time. Yeah. It's I know. Way. I was like, there's like... This, like almost the same exact characters, love- you know, in the Princess Bride. <laughs> so. To the witch, but yeah, witch. She- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And same thing. Like she's a, she's pretty much like a witch, you know, because she's she's got all her like herbal remedies, and you know, she. Fi- oh, oh, I said Bastion gets there. That's not Bastion. Atreyu gets mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. So she she um, patches him up. And, well, Bastion um, is there. He just doesn't know it. That's right. Yeah, what? Bastion's there. There yeah. in spirit. <laughs> yeah, the bat wing broth. Right. Yeah. Like what all was what what, what all was in her potion? <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, steaming bat wing broth. It has the eye of newt, tree mold, old lizard brains, and scales from a rancid sea serpent. <laughs> delicious <laughs> right but Atreyu he's so awesome he's just like all right I mean he has a little face that he makes but yeah otherwise he takes, downs it takes it he, like a champ yeah yeah <laughs> he's not one to complain <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's one of those things like the worst it take the worst the worse it tastes the better it is for you <laughs> <So>, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
But also, you mentioned um, already about Bastion's sandwich and his apple. Um, yeah, it, the scene when Artax Atreus horse um, they're still so it's before I don't know if this is a spoiler maybe oh well it's like a 30, before, a 30 year old movie I know you right can spoil it <laughs> this is not like last week's Game of Thrones where you know people might not have seen it yet no I would say go for it <laughs> before we cried miserable tears for Artax sinking into the swamp of sadness so there was a there, they showed Atreyu and Artax where um, they had sat down and they were sharing some food. Artax um, was nudging Atreyu and, and Atreyu was like, I know what you want. It's time to eat. And so, and he says, that's a good idea. And then in the real world, Bastion's like, no, that's a great idea. It's so, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it's kind of like dor- dorky acting, but yeah, he grabs out his, he, like, he's really hungry and he's like, grabs out his sandwich and, and he takes a bite. And then it looks like maybe peanut butter and jelly. I don't know, but then, <laughs> and then our, and then it shows um, Artax and Atreyu. They're sharing something like some kind of treat, but we don't get to really see what it is. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Bastion's like, "No, not too much. <laughs> we still, we still have, have a long <laughs> way to go." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts and then he puts a sandwich. No, I love that. I love how like into the book. <laughs> Bastion is. Yeah. And I mean, really, that's like, I think the first time you see that the two are linked. Like, he's mm-hmm. basically reading about himself in a way. So, um. But it's really cool yeah. because, like, he's, he's, he says, uh, like, he said Atreyu's name out loud the first time he read it. It's like, I do that too. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's some of the things, both in the book and the movie, some of the, the reactions and things that Bastion does while he's reading, it's very true to life i think and in, in some instances yeah um, like yeah. he he is a book reader you know like mm-hmm. you can relate to him because like he gets to know the characters like he's very emotionally invested like mm-hmm. you, you already mentioned the scene where artix dies and i mean which i think is one of the saddest scenes in any movie yeah. like ever like yeah i i bawled even now like watching well i didn't mm-hmm. bawl i teared up but <laughs> it, no it's like very sad yeah and he gets so um like invested in it so yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think he's very relatable in that way yeah and and of course in that scene when he puts the sandwich down i'm all like put it back in the baggie it's gonna dry out (laughs) and and that's and that's the foodie in you coming (laughs) (laughs) i know so but he does finish it later and he doesn't complain so (laughs) and then i (laughs) Morla is the turtle, you know, the, the huge turtle that's in the Swamp of Sadness that Atreyu is seeking wisdom from. And uh, I was thinking, oh, I guess if you, like, if you're having a never-ending story party or something, you could make little turtle burgers. Do you know, do you know, that, so it's like a hamburger patty or a sausage patty and you um, weave bacon around it, bacon strips, and then you uh, make a head and legs out of hot dog pieces and you put you put it all together. <laughs> that could be Morla if you're doing a party. <laughs> anyway, that's me. All right, take note. Turtle burgers yeah. based on Morla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and put them in a swamp. <laughs> all right. So I mean, let's see. Do you want to talk a little bit about the book and and um, like I don't know what angle we're going to take on this. Like how it's different. Well, you know, as you mentioned, it only covers the first like 
third of the movie. And, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. similar. I mean, there's, of course, you know, there's a lot they cut out. Um, like, the the giant spider and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty close. Swarm. It's pretty yeah. close as far as, like, the story. Yeah, there are um, definitely, yeah. yeah, scenes that are in there. And, um, yeah, the, the themes in certain scenes are still there. And, yeah, I, I think it's a really good... Uh, companion or introduction to the book. Uh, I think I think a lot of movies or movie adaptations can serve that purpose well. It's like it gets you interested, and because sometimes when you see a movie, you're like, I wonder what it's like in the book. Like what? Because you know the book is expounds upon things more and is more rich. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Like so I, I, think... I rarely feel that you're disappointed if you end up reading the book after you see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, you're often disappointed the other way around. Yeah, especially if you read the book very closely to seeing the movie, like, <laughs> and then see the movie because that's still then the book is still fresh and you're more critical. I think when you see the movie right afterwards. <laughs> but but this, yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah, if you see this movie first and then read the book, I think it'll be a very pleasant, a very, well, a very meaningful experience, I think, because, yeah, because the book, yeah, is very, very beautiful. Um, yeah, and as as we had uh, talked before, um, yeah, the book, af- after the events of the movie take place in the book, then the book takes, it shifts, and it's, it opens up even more yeah and there's a lot more symbolism and meaning and and it's yeah it's very gorgeous um so one of the one of the big things that we had, and we've already touched on is the theme of the movie versus the theme of the book so because the book is just a por- or because the movie is just a portion of the book yeah the theme was kind of truncated i guess <laughs> like um but uh i guess to, to First, though, the symbol of the Auron. The Auron is the is the two snakes that are intertwined, and in the in the movie, they're designed very beautifully as a like more like a Celtic knot. Um, but in the book, they're described as simply forming an oval shape. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like two snakes, and one's eating. I mean, they're eating yeah. each other's tails, and it's just yeah, just an oval. But I like how mm-hmm. they did it in the in the movie and kind of. Mm-hmm. made it a little bit more elaborate yeah which is yeah it's it's a very pretty design but also but going back to like the symbolism um there's the reason why the in the book they're oval shaped is because there's space so, so there can be space in the center for something or for everything <laughs> but also um the symbolism of the egg so it, it's an oval shape to be um, symbolic like an egg, an egg shape. Um, and that's actually, that's repeated in when the childlike empress meets the old man in the wander of the wandering mountain. Um, so this is only in the book, it's not in the movie, <laughs> but the egg, egg shape is mentioned again. Um, but that goes along with the, the symbolism. So, um, the serpents, serpents biting tails is an ancient, uh, motif or ancient symbol in like Greek and Egypt in Greece and Egypt and um, other ancient civilizations of a serpent biting its own tail so in Nevering story it's two serpents biting each other's tail but it's the same same idea but it means um, like cyclical time it can mean new birth like the cycle of death and birth 
it can mean eternal connections so it's pretty incredible like how many like the layers of meaning uh, this is like a long spiel sorry but like oh no i mean no it's really interesting because that's pretty much what the whole story is about yeah. it's like you know like destruction and creation and mm -hmm. rebirth which i guess the egg is a symbol of too exactly yeah so that and it's just so if anybody <laughs> um was wondering what if they didn't catch the name that bastion called out at the end of the movie to rename the childlike empress empress it was moon child which was apparently and, his mother's name, which I find maybe hard she's, to believe. She's a hippie. I don't. Yeah. I know. And she had to have been. I'm not quite sure what that was all about, but. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe, I don't maybe remember. It, maybe it translates to an actual name in German. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but, but moon child, like if that's that same idea, um, the moon exists with light and darkness, and so that's that same idea of like duality of, uh, and of the the oval you know the the cycle and that so light and darkness yeah and then destruction and creation that was and, part and, of and the cycles. movie yeah exactly and also in the book this is very beautiful uh, and this is probably one of the big things michael end was sad wasn't conveyed in the movie um but was gaining through loss that was like a big theme in the book but it it happens more in the in the later portions of the book so anyway yeah so it's pretty deep <laughs> yeah no kidding story. i'm, like, I'm yeah. kind of stuck on that one because i know um at least at the beginning of the movie like um bastion i keep wanting to say sebastian bastion <laughs> has um experienced a great loss because his mother recently died mm -hmm. so he's very i mean that's like the main thing going on in his life so i think um he's kind of trying to fill the void in a way <laughs> yeah yeah and so the, you know the movie ma makes it you know fun in the end like the bullies they you know he's, he scares the bullies while riding falcor and they jump in the dumpster and stuff you know yeah <laughs> like, all right which yeah, is great but, but maybe that's like the scene but yeah, that, like the, the final straw for michael and he's like i'm out yeah, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because other, otherwise it was pretty great. Because I mean, like, like yeah, we see everybody riding, riding yeah. and he sees everything, Come like back. you know, a, a, a trays riding text, just yeah. like yeah, exactly, <laughs> just just like things have always been, and everything's back to normal and yeah. better. You know, everything's growing and changing and whatever. But then you can't, you know, vengeance. That's the theme of this. <laughs> Goes straight back for the bullies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which is, is interesting that this, so the movie does, the narrator at the end does say, like, that Bastion had more adventures in Fantasia. Mm -hmm. And and also, no, in the book, it's Fantastica. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the movie, it's Fantasia. But, That's right. But I was reading something that, like, in, in German, like, the actual like German name is actually closer to Fantasia. I forget oh, what yeah. it is. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, in the English translation of the book, it, it, they do say Fantastica. Mm -hmm. So Bastion, so if anybody was wondering after seeing the movie, Bastion does, <laughs> he, <laughs> he does go, he does have tons of adventures and, and, 
Oh, and they say, but that's that's another story for another time. (laughs) Read the book. (laughs) Right. But actually, no, they they say that line several times in in the book. So I think, like, there's all these tangents that are just, like, going off in different directions. Which is part of the never-ending story Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, the chains of of events as part Mm -hmm. of, yeah, that theme. Yeah, it's one of those stories that it one once you're done you you feel like you have been through so much like that you've experienced so much because the way it's set up is pretty much each chapter or every other chapter there are new new lands introduced new character like new um cultures of people new yeah so it's like because it's all a journey and so i think books that are set up that way where it's a definite progression and you, you like vi- the characters visit different places and different peoples really no matter how many pages the book is i feel like those kind of books it the experience seems bigger and longer than you know than time would suggest i don't know if that, if that makes sense yeah. like, no <laughs> No, I understand. It's like you're on yeah. a journey, and you're not just following like one character goes here and does this. You know, like it, it really does yeah. open the world up. Yeah. So there are some food mentions in the book. I did go back and reread like the part, um, the first part, the the first mm-hmm. movie, or whatever. Yeah. That, like that third <laughs> of the book. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of skimmed through food references, and um, so one of the very first ones I found, which which you mentioned already in the movie where, you know, Artex is nudging Atreyu and they wake up and eat, but you don't know what they eat. But in the book, we find that they are eating um, grass seed cakes and, like, dried buffalo. Because <laughs> Atreyu is, like, a thinly veiled Native mm-hmm. American. Um, with green skin. <laughs> although, yeah, with green skin, who hunts the purple yeah. buffalo. So if you change colors of things, like, it's not the same, <laughs> but whatever. Like, he's, so he's eating, like, grass seed cakes um which i guess you know kind of reminded me of the dothraki because <laughs> like all they have is grass yeah. and horses and all he has and is buffalo. like grass and buffalo yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so i mean it, again you know just like the rock butter we were talking about like wherever you're from you know um that's kind of like your that's your re- region regional qu- cuisine <laughs> and um the other um, mention I found is when again when he goes um, when a tray gets to to Ingi whatever yeah um, <laughs> yeah interesting name um, they have some like um, spice jellies mm-hmm. and like some er- herbal medicines they talk yeah. about so same type thing yeah. And um, I think you mentioned you found a couple others, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something kind of funny. Um, so in the book, um, there's the Cheesy Wheezies, the mountain mountain range <laughs> called the Cheesy Wheezies because, <laughs> because the rock biter, which in the book they're not called rock biters, um, they're, they're called rock chewers, but same, you know. <laughs> but because yeah. the so the mount that I feel like some yeah. other translation thing. <laughs> um, yeah. The the mountain range that they live in because they've eaten so many bits of it, it looks like Swiss cheese. <laughs> so they so now the mountains are known as the cheesy wheezies. <laughs> <laughs> 
It sounds like a on top of spaghetti yeah. situation. Or it sounds like some kind of food that would be in Harry Potter or something. Like the 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 Weasley yeah. brothers with cheesy Weasies. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, one of the memorable scenes for me and one of the memorable characters. It's in um, the second. Well, it's actually. It's basically halfway through the book, um, Grogroman. We're introduced to Grogroman, the many-colored death. He's a, a lion that lives in the desert of many colors, or which it's only a desert during the day, but at nighttime it's called Peril in the Night Forest, and it's like huge multicolored plants. Um, but in the daytime, when Grogroman, the lion, is awake everything turns to sand or turns to ashes. Um, so they're colored ashes. Uh, anyway, and he's kind of like a chameleon. He can he changes colors. Um, but anyway, he meets Bastion, and he gives Bastion a meal. And it's not in the book, things aren't, or the foods aren't explained or described in detail, but um, it says that the drink had a tart, wild taste. And the dishes were unknown to Bastion, Bastion, but there are cakes and nuts, um, squash and melons, but they had a sharp and spicy taste, and and though everything was really delicious to him. But that, this whole the these few chapters that have Grogerman were really memorable to me. He's a really cool character. But I imagine it's kind of like Middle Eastern or Turkish kind of food, like yeah, spices and nuts and yeah. Yeah, like Mediterranean yes. type stuff. Yeah. The exotic, yeah. <laughs> and then also, um, just one more, I think, very significant scene is towards the end of the book when Bastion finds his way to the House of Change. And there he meets Dame... Oh, let me see if I can remember her. <laughs> it's Dame Eola. I'm pretty sure that was... That's her name, but she is a plant person, and so fruits grow on her body, and she serves Bastion some of those fruits. And at first, he doesn't realize that that's where they came from because there's a bowl of these delicious fruits on her table, and then he eats them all up. And she said, "Oh, do you want some more?" And he said, "Yeah, if that's okay." And then she like <laughs> takes them off of it. He think. Yeah, he thinks it's a hat she's wearing that she's plucking this fruit from. And she laughs. She said, this is like, that's her head or her hair. And yeah, and he, and he said, like, he felt really uneasy about that and like knowing where it came from. And she, she said, well, it's like a, a human child and their mother, you know, the, and and he said, well, but that's because they're they're really little, like they're really young. And she said, well, you'll just have to become young again. Then you'll you'll have to become like a child, and so it'll be okay for you to <laughs> eat this fruit that I'm providing. So that's like super symbolic. And anyway, yeah, you have to read the book to know. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, like give away, yeah, but it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But yeah, like still touching yeah. on like the the. Yeah. So that food scene is very, yeah, yeah um, yeah, meaningful. That was really yeah. nice, actually. That's kind of like the, um, that reminds me of the giving tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, now we can talk about our recipes. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. It's easy to get no, way off topic. I mean, there's, there's so many. It, yeah. it is, but, like, I feel like this this book is just so it's loaded, dense yeah. with, like, so many things. Like, I, I sent you a link right before we started this, just mm-hmm. listing the tropes so in many. this, and it's ridiculous. Like, there's yeah. so many. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why I was saying that, like, you know, I feel like this story really is, like, the never-ending yeah. story because it, it, it encompasses, like, so many like archetypes and so many like mm-hmm. themes that you find in other places as well but yeah let's talk about <laughs> our recipes i'm excited about this <laughs> so you no, want to no, go first i feel like i've been t- talking so much you go okay you, okay you go. well i'll yeah. talk about mine yeah so i already i already touched on it um because in the book like i think one of the first food references is when atreyu first starts out on his journey and you know stops to eat and he's got these like grass seed mm-hmm. cakes I'm like that sounds interesting, um, so I looked up. I was like, let me let me try to make something like that. You know, that sounds pretty good. So I looked up seed cakes and I found like all kinds of like poppy seed cakes and whatever. I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. not what I want. <laughs> so I looked up um, Native American mm-hmm. seed cakes and I found a recipe for um, sunflower seed cakes. And it looked pretty good. And all it is is like um, like boiled sunflowers till they're till they're soft and just add enough cornmeal to make a dough. Um, with a little bit of maple syrup, and I added salt, even though mm-hmm. there wasn't salt in the recipe, because um, I was like, recipe without salt. <laughs> that that can help in preservation, <laughs> so, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I was, I was concerned about <laughs> preservation. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I took these on my long journey. Um, yeah, so no, they were pretty good, actually, and then you just make a, make a dough out of them, and then just fry them up, and... Um, so I was given to the kids for like an after school snack and they liked well, them and they were pretty good. So I, I, I recommend them. They were very, very simple, but I mm-hmm. think they would travel well. You know, you could take them on a journey. Yeah, yeah so sounds, it turned out pretty good. Sounds really good. Sunflower seed cakes. And so I did <laughs> kind of crazy, like the idea is, is great, but then the the implementation is, <laughs> the execution, yeah, was is kind of tricky, but... Um, pretzels sounds easy right but orin pretzels so oh yeah pretzels are super (laughs) well but i mean no whatever i mean pretzels are already like a um i've made pretzels before and they're kind of a yeah and so to shape to shape a pretzel into the the shape of an of the of the movie style orin (laughs) so like the celtic knot style yeah i did i did it but yeah it's tricky um but then also you know you could just do an oval shape for the <laughs> for the book like yeah but no but that's that's really ambitious like i can't wait yeah. to see a picture of it because yeah i guess it's difficult because you have to make the dough and well i mean i, I guess you can talk about it but then you have to put it in a exactly yeah so, right? so that, that and that's yeah. some well yeah to keep it shape so i froze the dough so i would make the shape uh with the dough and then i'd pop it in the freezer so it would would freeze um, but yeah, you, you need, it works best if you uh, make them kind of smaller. I made a big one, so, you know, that makes it harder to <laughs> get out of the baking soda bath. Yeah, but also if you have a, a mesh, uh, I don't know what they're called, like a, with the handle. Oh, I know yeah, what you mean, like, but the, like a larger. They call it like a, ch- yeah. a Chinese strainer so that definitely like that. helps. Yeah. But yeah, so professionally, um, lye is used or was used, um. But yeah, so in German pretzels, yeah, you have that 
you need to have that uh, either baking soda or lye, but lye is dangerous. <laughs> I know, so, I was about to say, I've never heard of that. Like, I mean, like, lye is used to It's make for crosses, that bath. I mean, it's for that 30-second I mean, boiling right. dip of the dough. Yeah. So that's not, that's not no, toxic, no, though. Apparently I mean, not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, so, but, but now baking soda is more common to use, especially in, in kit home kitchens. Um, but yeah, so it's just, so that's, so soft pretzels often have, especially German pretzels, have that, have a distinct taste, like a hint of a taste. And that's where that comes from is after you make your dough and then you shape the dough and then you drop that dough or, or <laughs> lower it gently <laughs> In into boil just for thirty seconds, um, boiling mixture of water and baking soda, and then that gives that gives it it will give it this flavor when it cooks up. Um, but yeah, so I so pretzels so because this story is German, pretzels soft pretzels are very German, and I so I grew I well I didn't grow up in Germany I was born in Germany. <laughs> um, and spent some years there as a kid, and that's I remember walking down the streets um, if we were going shopping or something. There would be these um, imbuses or these stalls that had soft pretzels, and they're so big and wonderful. And so, so this was oh, yeah, so, this, cool. so this was kind of special for me to make. How old were you? How old were you when you moved, or how long did you uh, live I in guess, I think cumulatively for maybe five or six years. But it was because my my dad was in the army, and so I was born in Germany while he was stationed there. Uh, and then we came back to the states, and then we went back for a second three year stint. And so I think it was about yeah about about five or six years. But yeah, the things that I because I was so young, I don't remember much. But I remember food. <laughs> it started at an early age. Yeah. The smell, the smell of meat cooking outside, and yeah, those, <laughs> love it. So that's totally off tangent, but yeah, German food is Oh, wonderful. no, that's like yeah. super interesting. That's really, so yeah, that's so, really cool. So pretzel orins. <laughs> well, okay, I guess we can wrap this up. Um, I really enjoyed our discussion, and um, I kind of want to go back and read this book now, especially after talking about it. I know. It. <laughs> yeah, yes. so... Um, okay, so I guess for you listeners, you can find us at our website, which is um, fictionkitchen.com, where we are, no, sorry, fictionkitchenpodcast.com, um, where we'll, we'll post um, links to anything we talked about, as well as the recipes. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everyone, and read the book. If you, <laughs> if you need, if you want a book recommendation, read The NeverEnding Story. Yes. It's <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Oh,